I think I love you. I think I love you not. I think I love you. I think I love you not. Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Love Month here on Read It and Weep. We're a good podcast about bad books, movies, and TV. This is episode number 278. We have now done as many episodes. Chris, you're enjoying this. Uh, I, I love your NPR announcer because it's Love Month, and I love this topic, and I'm so excited. So keep 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 saying what you're saying. I'll you're, just be smiling. You're just full of love, Chris. I love that. Slip into a bubble bath of excitement. Yeah. Turn on the jets. Yeah. This is episode number 278. We have now done as many episodes as the MSRP in dollars of the Kate Spade New York Wedding Bells Starla Satin Clutch, black or red. Ooh. What? So, what? what? Are you saying that that's a great thing to give around Valentine's Day as a clutch? What I'm saying is that's available on readnetweep.com slash Amazon for only $174.99, which is a price I love. Wow. That's that's a pretty deep discount, dude. (laughs) Yeah. But you're you're pushing that sale very specifically <laughs> in a way that I'm not sure I'm comfortable with. Just doing a search for things that had an MSRP of $278. Also, why would a wedding bells clutch have like colorways of black and red? Because bells is spelled B-E-L-L-E-S. I don't know why. Yeah, and sometimes you have a Halloween wedding like that girl on uh, Four Weddings. I am not sure what that means at all, but that's the name of it. Yeah. Mm. And, All right, moving right along. Uh, it's also not the most fashionable things because speaking of things that are over this week, we're talking about ten things I hate about you. What? No! I, it's, a 19, no! it's a little bit dated, Chris. It's the 1999 teenage rom-com, and I am going to be the least excited of the group today in this episode. Yeah. Not that I disliked it, but I am, just don't have the bubbling joy that is evident on everybody else's face right now. To no, me, no, you're, Tanya, you're wrong, no, sir. Tanya, Tanya I'll race didn't you to like the bottom. Much. Oh, really? No, I mean, oh I just, no, you didn't like it. No, 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 that's not entirely what I mean. You didn't I just mean, love it. I just mean that I, 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 I don't know. I like I backed too far away from the painting, and like something, <laughs> something happened, or maybe what? I went too close. <laughs> oh, you went too close. I think to the I painting. went too clo- too close to the painting, and the brushstrokes got weird. Oh, oh no, that's there, a better there, way to say it. There is a little yeah, bit of that sorry. for me, but I still love it. You're welcome. It's 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 love I month. I, I want to hear that. I didn't. I didn't grow up with it in the same way. I've only seen it like three times total. Mm. I've seen mistake. it zero times before this. This is my first experience, what? so I have. There's no. Oh yeah, see. Zero percent nostalgia. Uh, I've seen it like thirty times. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you remember there were a whole bunch of Shakespeare remakes, sort of all in a row. Like, yeah. you yes. know how there there's always o- a cycle of parents and bite and kids switching bodies, and then right. there's yes. always a cycle of cop and dog <laughs> movies. And then yep. we go through a cycle yes. of Shakespeare remakes. They like yeah. come in a line, right? They so do. there was this they one really in Clueless, three D and then there was a bunch of movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we go through these vaguely phases. inappropriate movies about animated bees. You know, yeah. yeah. So. There, the, the, they, there was like a whole bunch of these all together. Well, yeah, and I think the Lion King like kind of yeah, that was Hamlet, time Hamlet with animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. all it all checks ha- out. Hamlet, Hannibalit, Hannibalit. I, I like, like that. Uh, I also really did like. Oh, I thought that was they pretty. They didn't eat pretty each good. other. Hannibal, Hannibal. <laughs> <laughs> I was like gonna say Hannibalit. Yeah, there uh, were no mullets. <laughs> This episode, you guys, if you want to know why we chose, of all of the great things in the world, why we chose 10 Things I Hate About You, it's because for Love Month, we put it to a vote for our, from our fabulous Meat Buddies, and they selected meat this as unite. the rom-com for us. If you want to be a Meat Buddy and get in on these secret voting actions, you can go to redistrip.com slash Meat Buddies. 
All you have to do, by the way, to incentivize people is tell them there are secret votes happening without them. And <laughs> is that everyone? We my shall vote see. must count. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, I want to like... vote on the meat. <laughs> yeah, I vote hot Tanya's dogs, but not bratwurst. <laughs> Don't I... delay. Yeah, I uh, right now it's in the future when you're listening to this, but our servers are overloaded with people trying to donate because they <laughs> want to be a part of meaningless surveys that are of a limited scope. <laughs> meaningless straw polls, really. Yeah. <laughs> you can uh, make as many as zero dollars an hour <laughs> participating in our many meaningless surveys. <laughs> uh, let me introduce you to your panel today, you guys. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. Keeping the love voice going for now. You can follow yeah. me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And... We have some great panelists. First up, he's at C. Walter Smith on Twitter in Brooklyn, New York, but originally from the Seattle area. It's Mr. Chris My Smith. My fair city. That's right, Alex. And uh, thanks for having me here because I, I hate the way I don't hate you. Not even close. <laughs> not even a little bit. Not even at all. I mean, then, then, Love then you, why buddy. not just say you like me instead of doing the double negative thing? Well, you know, the turn in a sonnet's got to take a turn. So iambic pentameter, man. Yeah, it was an iambic pentameter. Iambic pentameter means uh, obvious twist. No, it twist. doesn't. No, it doesn't. But the eight six, the eight is the body, and then in the six, you got to take a turn. So also uh. joining us in our Brooklyn studios, also originally hailing from the Seattle area, it's Tanya Davis. She's at the Yay! Tanya Best. Ah, uh, <laughs> put it in your spank bank and move on. <laughs> That's a classic line from this film, right? Yeah, it is. That's well, you're that's not wrong. I've always heard that from. Yeah, yeah, I know that. That's that's why it's embroidered on so many pillows in my house. <laughs> it's written entirely in safety pins on the back of my leather jacket. Mm. Oh man, because you're a rebel. Uh, a well, rebel. Yeah, with like a big arrow pointing at your butt. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us, uh, she's at Smart Bitches on Twitter and from the that's website right. Smart Bitches Trashy Books. Please welcome back Sarah Wendell. And I need you all the to best. know that kissing is what keeps me up to my elbows in placenta. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, that is, that is also... Amazing. I thought it wasn't. I, I thought, think I thought he's that reaching was too sex. far in if, that's, if he's up to his elbows in it. I think you wait for it to come to you, right? Sometimes, <laughs> Alex, sometimes there's a breach. You just got to get in and get on those turntables. I feel like most of the things he said made me uncomfortable. But either... Yeah. Either for parents like or for medical metaphor. reasons. <laughs> if the placenta won't come to Muhammad. <laughs> well, this is sort of like why in the movie, none of the girls would ask the guys out. They kept waiting for the guys to ask them. That's a metaphor for the placenta. You want to go after it, but you must wait for yes. it to come to you. So patiently. Oh, wait. Yeah. I'm sorry. It took me a while. So you're saying every girl character in this movie is a placenta. Is, is a metaphor yes, for a placenta. This a... movie could be abbreviated Bratwurst and placenta and just you could be calling it a day. Wow. Well, in case I mean, you every missed... Shakespeare play could be. In case you missed Bratwurst the 90s. Placenta. <laughs> Buddy cops. In Meatberg. <laughs> in case you missed the 90s and don't know the plot of this film, you haven't seen, or if you haven't seen 10 Things I Hate About You in kind of a while, Chris yep. will summarize for you. Chris summarizes in the style of a chubby, bald obstetrician. If you want, he could be up to his elbows in placenta. <laughs> uh, I don't know how to effects. narrate the squishy feeling. I don't, want the, I don't want the foley on this. Can we just pretend like we made it and yep. threw it away? Yep. Just like a placenta. 
All right. So, Ten Things I Hate About You takes place uh, in in a high school, a fictional high school, Padua High in Seattle, and it's a retelling of the Taming of the Shrew. Um, and and what you got to know is that high school in Seattle is basically set up to be a very strict caste system. So you got the pretty people, you got the jocks, you got the nerds, you got the really nerdy nerds, you got the rich business people, you got the cowboys, the white rastas, you got everybody in their all own those classic group. clicks. Yeah, know. you know. Don't forget the white rastas. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Yeah, don't even get me started on you. Uh, <laughs> well, anyway, uh, like all stories start, a stranger comes to town in the form of Cameron, uh, and that's Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and he comes, and he, unlike those burdened by caste and strata, is romantic. And he sees the object of his affection, Bianca Stratford, walking through in a strategically planned sundress, walking through the halls of Padua High. And <laughs> strategically he placed her. on her torso. That's really where you. Oh, I said. Yeah, I said a lot of other places yeah. for for. Uh, Did we yeah. see her cunningly picking at her sundress that day. Like, no, we didn't. We didn't. It's just a line from the movie. Okay. Um, but. Oh, whoops. Yep. <laughs> I'm ruining this already. <laughs> anyway, uh, Chris, you're the mask. You were like, uh, like uh, my disses are, are rubber and you are glue. And Yeah, that's right. No, wait, the other way around. I'm Teflon. I won't stick, but I might give you cancer. Uh, <laughs> use, use plastic spatulas with Chris. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Microwave that plastic. It's fine. It's safe. Go ahead, Chris. Um, so uh, Cameron sees Bianca, and he knows he wants her, but there's a thing. Bianca cannot date until her older sister is allowed to date. And this is a problem because her older sister is a heinous bitch. Her older sister is Cat <laughs> Stranford. That's what the guidance counselor said that yeah. she was. Heinous bitch. I'm quoting. Who was played uh, by Allison Janney. Yeah. Yeah. Completely She's underused. Pervy per yeah, CJ doesn't get a lot of lines. She is uh, a guidance counselor who writes uh, romance novels on the side and uses her students <laughs> Not even to get her synonyms kind of in the middle of. <laughs> yeah, yeah okay. definitely during. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, so he can't date Bianca until uh, until Cat starts dating. And so what he does is he plans to ha- get somebody who's brave enough to date Cat. And so he has trouble finding it, but then he finds Patrick Verona, Heath Ledger. To date, uh, to date Cat. Who, and by the way, Cat is Julia Stiles, and her younger sister Bianca, the object of Cameron's affection, is Alex Mack herself. Uh-huh. That's right. I know. Alex loves her. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but the thing is, he can't pay Patrick to date Cat, because he doesn't have any money. So he gets shitty asshole Andrew Keegan, uh, who is this hot rod male model sort of character, Joey, um, to, he tricks him into paying Patrick to date Kat so then he can date Bianca. And it all sort of is going okay. And uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Alex Mack like each other. And uh, Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles like each other. But then, like all teen movies where people are dating on a bet or money, it is eventually revealed that money was a factor. Right at the prom, unfortunately. Um, and, uh, and, and so there's a little bit of breaking up for a little while, uh, between Kat and, uh, and Patrick, but then they get back together at the end, bonding over, uh, rock music and, uh, Fender Strats. Yeah. If you wanted and, to, if you wanted to summarize it, it seems like it would be, uh, it would be like consequence free conniving. It seems like all of the conniving ends fine for everybody involved. 
Well, it does because it turns out they really liked each other. And it, it and unlike a lot of times when this happens in other movies, everybody really feels that genuine feeling and it's enough so that the conniving ceases to matter for everybody except Joey and uh, Joey gets punched in the face by Alex Mack and it's pretty great. Yeah. I, I might have watched that scene three, three or four times. <laughs> Keegan plays stuck-up, high-status asshole so well in this movie. It's kind of kind of beautiful. And now he has a cult in, in Southern California, so it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> it's all coming together. Yeah. Anyway, that's 10 Things I Hate About You. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, there's a scheme, and uh, everybody gets together at prom at the end. Everything works. So uh, for the, those of you who loved this, you we're going to do the compliment sandwich, and you can just do compliments during our minor concern game later. But for everybody else, uh, let's buckle down. We start in with a compliment. It's called the compliment sandwich. Sarah, you have the right to go first or last as the guest. Which do you prefer? I will go last, mostly because my dog is trying to dig a hole in the carpet, and I want to wait until he's done. Okay, great. Until he's done, like until he reaches the sub-basement, Basement. the bedrock. Until he, until he gets to China, right? That's how that works. That's apparently where he's trying to go. Uh, all right, so... I think it's my turn to go first. I'll go first. Archery in PE. What a delightful thing. What was that? That was so awesome. The gym teacher does get shot in the butt, as one would expect. (laughs) Yep, he does, uh, but only after Joey uh, Eat Me Donner uh, got to call Alex Mack Cupid with the bow that's that may have been the whole purpose of it but i you know we played some racket sports we did some dodgeball classic things a lot of jogging a lot of days i don't really a lot of like free basketball court days uh never archery would have loved some archery in pe full yeah. sharpness arrows it looked like i mean it went like it hurt him pretty bad when Into he hit the gym his teacher buttocks. yeah yeah wouldn't that have been fun Unless he was also wearing those like weird padded underwear that give you like you know like Extra the butt? illusion of a butt, <laughs> like, and then it's wait, stuck in the foam. Wait, you use that just for butt illusions, or was he doing that as a safety precaution, knowing that a gym teacher in a '90s movie during an archery scene probably gonna get shot <laughs> in the buttocks? <laughs> he's, he's like, we're doing archery today, and because I'm a gym teacher in the 1990s, I know you all arrows only one point directly to my butt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's the most likely. Uh, Tanya, what's your major compliment? Um, I think maybe I I want to go go for Allison Janney. Yeah, yeah she's, she's so, so fun. Great, she's real good. And I could really just watch only her for the length of this film. Yeah, but all the all the teachers and administrators in the school at at Padua seem to do a lot of real talk with students. That's sort of their. Their That's method. like the comical. Yeah, yeah. For, yeah I feel like a lot of the adults is, in this movie are like, "Here's how it really is." I'm gonna say a bunch of stuff that I wouldn't normally say. Yeah, I'm gonna call you an asswipe. Less yeah. like a, a public school and more like a charter school with the philosophy: we should be blunt. Yeah. It's like a no. It's like a TV school. I think yeah. that's just like that's how TV school always tends to work. Yeah, either the, it's like the adults are like, it was, yeah, it did seem a little Mr. Yeah. King like. There's a yeah. lot of yeah. like. Uh, Chris. Major yeah. compliment. Well, uh, I'm just going to... So I've seen this movie a lot. Um, and there are a lot of things that I love uh, about this movie. And there are a lot of big, obvious things. Mm-hmm. Uh, but 
One of the things I noticed this time were there are some freaking incredible background players in this movie. Uh, oh did anybody gosh, notice? Yes. Like, so for instance, there's this house party scene where they, you know, all the people. Basically, there's a scheme. There's a rich guy who's having a fancy party, and they crash it with beer and DJs and everything. And and then all of a sudden, it's a big blowout because his parents are away. As you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as it's Bogey Lowenstein, by the way, one of the great names of uh, of this movie. But uh, there's a girl in the background who has like purple hair and an orange t-shirt and she's dancing clearly to a beat of her own design and Uh it's impossible to look away from her while she's doing anything because she looks like just like a a comic book character um there's some other just crazy background players like the cowboy there one of the clicks is cowboys which is not (laughs) actually a click in real life yeah you know that classic uh uh, you know three guys uh (laughs) trying to wrestle a trash can during passing period they also eat open cans of chili with spoons the background yeah yeah they carry saddlebags instead of backpacks yeah it doesn't it it's like a joke waiting to be discovered in the future. <laughs> is what it feels like. Are you like. telling me that's not real? That's not what Seattle is like. It's not one. No. Of You'll have to wait and that's find like- out in our Seattle segment. <laughs> <laughs> or are you telling me that that's more like Portland? Yeah, that's definitely uh, seems like a Portland thing. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll have to let Alex vouch for that. Yeah, we'll, talk, right. we'll talk more about that later. Uh, <laughs> that leaves you, Sarah. What is your major compliment? This movie used the words. Turgid, tumescent, tempestuous, mewling, rampalian wretch. <laughs> yes. And then there's the, 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 it is not available as a ringtone because I totally looked. Does she have beer flavored nipples? <laughs> oh, you could create one. Though. Yeah, you could definitely win that. that I know I need to edit Heath Ledger into saying, does she have beer flavored nipples? Yeah. Because <laughs> of course, Joey wants Bianca and so does Cameron. And he's like, what's the deal with this girl? Does she have beer flavored nipples? How do you feel, Sarah, as an expert on romance novels, watching her write a romance novel in school? Did that seem true to the process? I have no idea how many school administrators are writing a romance, but I was seriously bummed that we never went back to find out how her novel ended. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, there was that Bratwurst. Novel. There yeah, was a recent ha- Bratwurst. What happened with Reginald's quivering member? Did, I know. Did you I think guys we all know what happened. Out- outtakes <laughs> at the end of that? Yeah, because one of the outtakes was them walking up on her making out with a naked guy in the hallway of the high school. It was it was the soccer coach. That was awesome. Oh, it was the soccer. I coach. wanted more of that kind of stuff. Yeah, I missed that. I'm sad. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, it's uh, it's interesting. It yeah, I mean it's funny because I okay I I might be getting out of compliment. compliment well, let's, back. Back. <laughs> let's move into no. our game today. Ten things that we're minorly concerned about about you. <laughs> <laughs> because it was too easy <laughs> you just had to change are, are you it? saying I, that you were whelmed I, <laughs> wait you weren't I underwhelmed i was in europe one time <laughs> yeah you weren't underwhelmed or overwhelmed can you just be whelmed i was a little whelmed uh <laughs> this movie asks the hard-hitting questions it does uh i was a little whelmed tanya what was your whelmed what were you gonna whelm just now oh just that the outtakes made me realize like some of the the like chemistry gaps that I was feeling in this movie, mm. um, Julia Styles and anyone, yeah, <laughs> and also like, I mean, I'm I'm a I'm an Alex Mack fan, Larissa Olnick forever, mm-hmm. um, huge JGL fan. I I think he's just the the cutest one, and he's a little button. They, is what he is. <laughs> he's what? He's a little button. Yeah. Oh, 
he is kind of a little button. But yeah, but I have to say they have all the chemistry of like an orange and a napkin. Like I just didn't understand why they were like so desperate to date each other. It just doesn't compute. That's, and then there's like a weird. The, out- that seems like uh, the like a worse adaptation of paper rock scissors, where it's like orange napkin scissors or pork. something. Yes, pork. <laughs> yeah, which I, I orange like, napkin sport. I feel like the napkin covers orange, so that's good. But why does the orange want to be with the napkin? You never know. Yeah, yeah. What is what is going on there? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Well, nothing. and like the thing is, really, is they're not the couple that we're really, really rooting for, right? Well, even there, like I just felt like. Um, I felt like Heath Ledger and Julia Stiles also had sort of a like not genuine. Well, they both flame. liked rock music, and they both were way smarter and better than the other people around. Them. And he was paid to hang out with her. Yeah, I guess I just. Uh, but then he called in a favor and got the lead singer of the Raincoats to play the prom. Yeah, that's true. Big deal. Yeah. I don't know. I he, I he have seems a... like a, a thoughtful guy. But, I, it did seem like they had low chemistry. The only real chemistry moment is when when she's like, "Yeah, people don't understand me because I'm a little bit punk rock," and he was like, oh, "Me too." That was like the only moment where they actually seemed to have anything in common. There are moments where it becomes apparent that like you've put like a young man next to like a warm blooded woman, and like you know, like that seems appealing, but it doesn't feel like it's specific to her necessarily. Did you feel like maybe both of them were too sweet? to be rock and roll like her rock and rollness left instantly i mean the 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 basic premise is it's because it's not a shrew anymore now it's let's just break down a feminist and make her a rom-com hero okay that's my biggest problem with this movie (laughs) (laughs) yeah that she went from taking down the patriarchy to just being butter in the hands of heath ledger there were just so many moments where it was like don't let them tell you to be anything but but who you are and like that moment between her and her sister where she like explains this like really borderline like just creepy thing that happened with her and this like douchey rich guy yeah and her sister's reaction is and you're not gonna let me go on a date it's like so confusing (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's pretty confusing although my biggest concern uh was that Larry Miller looked too weird to produce Larissa Olniak and Julia Stiles. I don't think that. The, I don't that, know about that. What could Mom have looked like to make that happen? He's a yeah, weird. Dad looking was dude. Larry Miller, and Mom was an angel. Exactly. <laughs> it was a weird. That was a. I don't. I would I watch don't that movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you have? Do you have any minor concerns, Sarah? I know you enjoyed it, but I have a few actually. Yes. Oh, For, I totally agree with you, though that. Her feminism is sort of broken down into little bitty pieces mm-hmm. because in the end, what seems to be said to her enough that she takes it to heart is that being against everything by default isn't any closer to being genuine or being yourself than being a person who does what everyone expects you to do. Whereas in the beginning, yeah. she actually had valid constructive problems with the way that women were expected to be in high school yeah. by the end of the movie it's no 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 no. go kiss that guy with paintball paintball with no guns who's that about <laughs> we'll, we'll get to that in our seattle segment yes exactly but then the other thing was when she starts to come over to heath ledger's side and like like springs him out of detention she flashes a teacher 
She does. Oh, that was, was really that? that was yeah. really messed I, up. I, I, that scene was the weirdest thing. That's, yeah. Uh, about watching this movie again because it had been some years and like, oh my god, that weirded me out more than it ever has. It was. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And he took this kid's bag of pot, yeah. and then he took the kid's Cheetos, which is just not cool. <laughs> and then Julia Stiles like flashed him i would have just quit right there and retired like that day's never gonna get any better for him and for every other person in that room that was gross i well i think for him he might yeah, be a little concerned yeah. about being fired i don't know that he was just not... standing there with pot and cheetos <laughs> i would be pot so... cheetos and a naked student yeah super oogie that moment didn't like yeah, yeah. super yeah. oogie but she never had any consequences because it's i guess a consequence it free, free life that's that's what we've yeah. learned well, about all of this. she goes to high school in a castle. What do you yeah. expect? Padua. And the more she moved away from all of her feminist statements, the shorter her tops got. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like, and now she was going to work at Hooters? It's like a little like, more midriff? A yeah. little more midriff? Yeah. Now it's more a midriff more. than woman at this point. Four ribs, girlfriend. <laughs> you are breaking free of the feminist construct. Go five ribs. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she also. Just, yeah, I found that really disappointing, and also it just felt like they were slowly turning her from like a prude to into like or like what people were considering to be a prude, which was just like a smart woman who like didn't take shit into, into like a, a manic pixie dream girl. Yeah. But like it was also yep. the movie that was doing that. Like they were like, no, 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 she's into all this. Like she's into a lot of music, and she wears a tube top in her off hours. <laughs> and like I just wasn't, but I wasn't interested she in has any of it. Black underwear in her dresser. Yeah, it's just black underwear. She's so hard to understand. It's just a dark <laughs> secret, and like, ugh, I just. It, it was disappointing because she's sharp and funny at the beginning. Yeah. I yeah. And then she gets watered down into midriff wearing. And how does she play a guitar while listening to a Walkman? Um, no, it, you know, there's this thing. I, I think I thought it was a thing. Never mind. Yeah, she was listening no, to. Maybe there was like a little like feedback thing that she was like listening to. Yeah, like a pocket herself. amp or something where she could just plug in directly to like. A no, I think she was deal. listening to gu- guitar instruction. There was just a guy who was like, now put your finger on fret number three, strum, like that. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, it, was was weird that some, like... it was weird that she was listening to that tape when she walked into the store. It must have been like pretty hard to follow along with while she was just like driving there. But once inside, it made perfect sense. <laughs> right. Of course. I, and, and her father being completely obsessed. She was just listening to audio tabs obsessed. of like Green Day's Dookie. <laughs> uh, I, I love... I love the, uh, this is a super minor concern, but uh, when he makes his grand romantic gesture on the marching band field, the first time Heath turns on the microphone, there's uh, feedback on his wireless mic, and then they like pan yeah. across the soundboard, and you see that none of the volumes are on, and <laughs> yeah. that drives me crazy. <laughs> Why does every movie yeah. microphone like, in a well, movie have now, to feedback But now you're a comic instantly. book guy asking asking in a panel question. You're like, uh, I, I clearly saw him drum on the ribcage xylophone. Uh, <laughs> and he seemed to to drum on the same rib, but it produced two different notes I, in this cartoon. No, uh, no, what's the I disagree. I disagree because if they had shot this ever so slightly differently, we wouldn't have had this problem. No, if they true. had shot that's it true. from like o- over the soundboard and just showed him like fiddling with knobs we would have been fine but no 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 we had to read all the fucking labels well, no, yeah they gave us a lot in every 
Yep, every procedural, like, ever, like, the phones beep when you push a thing, but phones don't actually do that when you push on the screen of a smartphone. Yeah. There's an audio movie cue that's a lazy way to say, I'm turning a microphone on, and that's a little bit of feedback. I'm just sort of fascinated with this because... Uh, because uh, I just it's it's a thing I've noticed that every movie does, and it's it's only if you turn on a microphone or if the person on the microphone is doing badly at whatever yes. they're doing. Like if you suck yes. at singing, oh, yeah. all of a sudden it feeds back. If your joke isn't working, <laughs> they turn on the feedback. And I don't know how that I don't know how that machine works, but it's just something that I was interested in. So as soon as the mic fed back, I was like, that's pretty ridiculous. But then they they panned slowly across every single volume slider, and you could not. You couldn't but notice that they were all off, and then they showed him slowly turning <laughs> the mic one on. Yeah, and then he true. pole dances but then, down the flagpole. Yeah, well, then, then there's yeah, that. yeah. I mean, there is that. <laughs> as far as grand romantic gestures in teen movies go, this one's up there for me. I oh really yeah, like he touches it. a cop's oh, yeah. butt. I like it too. He touches a cop's there's butt. A it's a great ro- gesture. Yeah, yeah, but also his top. like running around looks looks really jokery. Yeah, now that you know, <laughs> like, all of his like big steps, you're like, oh god, that's really. I Wait, see where that ended up. Future. Maybe there's some retconning going on here. But how did Heath Ledger? Did he know this whole time that he was meant to be Joker? Or Probably. did people watch this movie and be like, man, give him five years and he's going to be ready? He's just he's so yeah. perfect. It also combats the idea that earlier in the movie he was sitting on the track smoking. Like, he was sitting on a bench on the field while everyone else is doing some sort of athletic endeavor and he is smoking a cigarette. Why is he even there? Yeah. Like, what is he? Is there a that's, smoking yeah. team? Is that what that's he's one on? of those weird. He's on the varsity. Why are they letting smoking? Why are they letting smoking team happen on school grounds? On like, you had to hide the, that shit in high school. Yeah, practice is at the corner. The dorks the are like corner, up on the, the hill. We never yeah, had archery, yeah, but we hill. did have a PE I, section entirely on smoking cigarettes. I, I actually thought your point was that he couldn't have possibly had the lung capacity to like sing and run away from the cops. Exactly. <laughs> he was the, the development of his character. He gave up cigarettes for like two whole days for Julia Stiles and suddenly he could sing and dance oh, yeah. on the stands. <laughs> and he didn't even have baby lungs anymore. That's great. <laughs> no. I did. I loved, the, I loved the grand romantic gesture and he did a couple of them, I guess. Like one was paying a singer from a band she liked. Although that seemed like a step down, like he's setting himself an awfully big precedent. If the first yeah. predate is I rented yeah. a marching band and got detention for taking over this whole situation while you were in like yeah. soccer practice, she also gave up soccer when she started dating him. I think. No, it's just well, the she season had was coming to an end, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it was is prom. There's only so much soccer you play after prom. She was mean soccer player. She took out her hateful feminism on the other girls she, the way bad feminists she, do. Yeah, oh, she's feminist. She crossed her arms, checked a girl, knocked her over, and the coach gave her a good job on the way out. That's the, it's know. an inner team practice. You don't you don't run over people who are scrimmaging. <laughs> That's yeah, it's confusing. And also like the, the whole sports situation highlighted a popular conceit of like high school movies which is that like after high school three quarters of the students all report to the field for assorted lollygagging <laughs> there was there was band <laughs> practice soccer practice smoking team practice and then the the model guy joey was just like going for a jog with his pretty dude friend yeah, yeah. like what when is this just, all just happening like little, at the same time lollygagging trot 
Yeah. Although, God, that uh, we're we're getting into Seattle stuff because Seattle, when it's nice out, everyone cannot wait to get outside. Well, that's actually a, gag. That's a perfect segue. Hold on to your shorts. We're gonna come back after a brief ad, and we're gonna talk about Seattle. But, but first, let's hear a word from uh, from our meat buddies. We now return to Crisis in Meatburg, already in progress. Join the crusade by becoming a meat buddy at read-weep.com slash meat buddies. I'm sorry, Meatbot, I'm not getting anything. Oh no, it's been over an hour since their last transmission. Something's gone terribly wrong. I'll go in. Not now, Ben Babcock. We can't hack our way out of this. I used to work search and rescue at Yosemite National Park. Yes, Ben, that sounds great. Now, if we need anything hacked, I'll let you know. Ugh. The first thing we need to do is create a search grid. If only we had somebody who's incredibly good at reading city maps. I was the all-state cartography champion of Massachusetts all four years of high school. That's amazing, new beat buddy, Sarah Lancaster. I'll start working on a new map with highlighted escape routes and tunnel systems. But how will we actually locate them? I don't know if I can help. What is it, other new beat buddy, Paul Bauer? I created a new system for infrared cameras. It's used to track the movement of drug gangs against the U.S. border. No big deal. But it might be able to help out here. It shows like 80% more detail than previous FLIR systems. Yes, I could see how that could be useful. Could that be mounted on the meat wagon, the official transportation of all of us here in Meatburg? I'm sure it could, but I might need some help. Well, I invented bolts. Really? Other, other new meat buddy, Valerie Zimimono? Yeah, the technology's been around for thousands of years, of course, but I invented the wedge locking system as well as the zinc flake coated washer. We probably would have done fine with somebody who had had a couple of bolts in their pocket, but the inventor will do great. Yes, I will. I had bolts in my pocket. You didn't even ask. Nobody cares, Ben. Next, we will need somebody with medical training in case a member of our grift team is hurt. I'm a trauma specialist in America's number one hospital for grifters. I knew I could count on you, other, other, other new meat buddy, Carissa Hunt. I'm also an expert trainer in the field of grifter medicine. I'll get everyone else EMT certified on the way over there. Oh, jeez. This is a great search and rescue team for our grifters, but I'm just having so much trouble keeping track of everybody. Meatburg is growing so fast with all these new meat buddies. My robot brain is getting confused. Maybe I can help. Other, 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 other new meat buddy, Adam Kennedy. What skill do you have that can help us? I make great spreadsheets. That's perfect. Like, people always come to my desk at work and say, can you help me make my spreadsheet look better? Or like, do you know why this formula isn't working anymore? Then my robot brain says, we are ready. Let's jump in the meat wagon and go find our friends. Yay! Let's go. Regulators. Meet up, meat buddies. Count me in. (laughs) Who said that? Curse my metal body. (laughs) Who's going to drive? I was a rally car driver in college. Stay here and hack something, Ben Babcock. (sighs) Are there any other new meat buddies? Uh, According to my spreadsheet, I'm the last one who signed up this week. We'll just have to wait. Our friends, they might die. 
We'll just have to trust that another Meat Buddy will sign up at read-weave.com slash meatbuddies to be our emergency driver in time to save the lives of these incredible humans. Go to read-weave.com slash meatbuddies to join the team and save Meatburg from the evil Viscount Veggie. And thanks again to Sarah Lancaster, Carissa Hunt, Paul Bauer, Valerie Simamono, and Adam Kennedy. Seriously, you guys, I'm an incredible driver. Jeez, Ben, just go back to hacking. That's it. I'm out of here. If you need me, I'll be applying for a job with the Viscount. <gasps> As your spreadsheet guy, can I say it's not great to make some of our donors bad guys? I can make some graphics that highlight the danger. Ben Babcock is getting more airtime than anyone else. He can't be that upset. Become a meat buddy now. We may or may not make you an evil character. I didn't start like this. You drove me to it. Stop talking, Ben. After the final announcer bit. It's confusing. I don't work for you anymore. Ugh, fine. Ugh, fine. Me buddies, 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 me buddies. Let's do this, you guys. It's time to play a, a game that I'm calling The Real World Seattle. Oh! <laughs> you see what I did? Because it's about I see the what real, you did there. The real Seattle. This so, is a true story. Let's talk about what Seattle really is and is not. We have two lifelong Seattleites if their lives ended a year and a half ago. <laughs> no, weird. Yeah. <laughs> what did you do? Well, and Tanya's from actual Seattle. She would Ooh. probably ma- want me to make very clear that I'm from the suburbs outside. I was going to let it ride. You're you Kirkland I was going to let it ride. Seattle. But now that we're doing this thing, yeah, that's right. I'm from Wallingford, people. <laughs> if you're secretly from Everett, don't you dare tell me you're from Seattle. I'm from Woodenville, and if I'm in other parts of the country, I say Seattle. You're Chris, you're off-brand. You're like the Kirkland signature of Seattle. That's right. Although my return policy is excellent, <laughs> <laughs> and and your your suburb is like what three minutes from Kirkland? Yeah, something like that. Pretty close. Uh, so yeah. le- uh, Sarah and I are going to talk to you guys, and you can you can just add things as you need. But we're going to ask you some questions about what Seattle is and is not in real life. For one, I want to say from watching this movie. Uh, and I knew this anyway, but it's nice to be reminded. Seattle is a very pretty city, uh, and I yeah, love that it especially in the summer when they filmed. I love that it doesn't ever rain, not once, not even for a moment. That was a good. That's a good not thing once. about not it. Even, even a little at bit. all. Not even at all. <laughs> it was nice. <laughs> yeah, uh, they filmed this in the summer, and if you are in Seattle between sometime between July and mid September, it doesn't rain that much, and it looks just that beautiful. Yeah, it looks like that, and it's like a glorious like 70 something degrees 75 degrees no humidity it's fantastic yeah yeah as and, long as uh, you're there between july and a week later in july you'll have yeah. no trouble <laughs> yeah yeah it's yeah it's a it's a mischievous city that way it'll lure you in with that look and then it won't look like that again for a long time <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. <coughs> so is what it, else do you guys have here's what i want to know is it common to have hot tubs on second floor decks well, uh, the Stratfords are a rich people family that mm-hmm. live in Magnolia, which is a fancy neighborhood in Seattle. And he's a surgeon. He's a baby catcher. Um, and uh, they're they're pretty well off looking at that house and that view and, and everything that they've got going on. Uh, a deck jacuzzi is not unheard of. <laughs> uh, dug-in pools are probably, l- like, I don't know, not as rare. Dumb. I think. I'd say yeah. I'd say hot tubs and nothing else is probably the more common yeah, right. move. Yeah, for the so, the year round entertaining. It makes sense. I mean, but second floor, I don't think ever makes sense. Yeah, 
Uh, Sarah mentioned this earlier, but paintball without guns? Like, it was okay. a paint grenade? That's never happened what? in the history of the world. That was made up for this movie. They're like, what if you could have a snowball fight with paint water balloons? Yeah, I would have ever played paintball if it didn't involve getting shot at, like, high speeds with things. <laughs> that is the worst part of it. It's just like, I just gonna... like weak water balloon paint like he just smooshed it on her head and it exploded yeah, yeah those, those were like ready to burst yeah which is dangerous because uh, having played in some water balloon fights that means it's probably going to break in your hand yeah or in that satchel that you have because you have you have a tyvek suit and a satchel and goggles <laughs> i mean it looked fun it looked objectively fun well, but no. gasworks park does not have that it ever looked, it looked it, like that character from big hero six who has balls of chemistry and she throws them at people. oh yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah 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 oh man that movie is great yeah, that was, that was pretty fun. <laughs> Although that's if you can choose that or like laser rollerblades, I'd choose laser rollerblades. <laughs> uh, well, it felt like they weren't really. It wasn't really a game. First of all, it was abandoned. It was just the two of them. And then second of all, uh, there wasn't like like they threw a little bit, but mostly it was just standing next to each other, pushing them on their faces. It was mostly just a paint bath and not really. Yeah, a until sport. they fell into a pile of hay and made out. Yeah. And it just didn't seem like what, like, two, like, rebel people would, like, opt to do on, like, an afternoon. My thing. What about the paddle boating where they didn't go anywhere? No, okay, the paddle boating is... be in Seattle. <laughs> is we paddle boat. The paddle boating was the most confusing because we spent a lot of time trying to figure out where they were supposed to be. Yeah. The, like, the stuff behind them doesn't make any sense. Shot. The angles just didn't make any sense. Yeah, no, there's uh, just no way. But, no, there, there, there's plenty of paddle boating. It's a popular activity in, in lakes and uh, marinas. It is. And, and the the, actually, i got to say, from places I've seen this before, Sarah, if you pedal boat, you won't get anywhere. It is a no. lot of cardio for a very small distance. Yeah, it's so inefficient. <laughs> it's it's, it's kind of true. fun. It's a stairmaster on the lake. That's really all you're Which doing. Is, also, that sounds like a romance novel I would read. Stairmaster on the lake. <laughs> and it shows a, it shows a, a, a silhouette atop some stairs. Uh, it's like Martha was always obsessed with fitness until a lake shoreman captured her heart. You did mention, Chris, that this was that that fight in the paintballs did take place in Gasworks Park, though, which is pretty it cool. Did. It looked good. Yeah film and i like it in real life yeah well, it's, it's a beautiful setting there is no free paintball throwing <laughs> contest honestly I mean, just paintball water balloons are might, not a thing you might bring those in your own paint cooler it would have been <laughs> less wholesome, yeah. but like more realistic if they'd like gone into like the weird like pipe museum and gotten stoned together like that <laughs> just would have been what you would actually do at gasworks or like climb yeah. to the top of the hill and like kick stuff around on the sundial like i feel like that's the stuff that happens <laughs> with gasworks so did you guys go to a lot of shows in high school that were set in really really clean punk venues uh no uh and also the shows the show in the movie wasn't that crowded and it yeah. was weirdly weirdly set yeah. Oh, is that a kitty? Kitty cat? Yeah, Puppy dog? Sarah, yeah, you're... that's my old cat. Your camera is like 50% what she wants. fur. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Is you on the podcast? Oh, oh, that is an enormous cat. Hello. Oh, oh yeah, I love that like, side eye. Wow. <laughs> it's like, what do you want? She is, she's 17 and a half. She has no time for any humans. Whoa. <laughs> oh. No, I understand. My parents have a cat who's that old, actually. Yeah. No time. Just like she has to do what she's got to do and then that's, that's right yeah you your lap is available tough crap chris and yeah. tanya did either of you uh, go to your high school prom and sub question it did it feature a live ska band and take place in a palace <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> no, I, where uh, was that 
that prop? Yeah, it looked like it was like partially the at the Paramount Theater. At the big theater in the yeah, city. Yeah, yeah, it was really confusing. But also, yeah, I did go to my prom and it was... Did they have a live band? There was not a live band. band. Yeah, no, no. And someone grabbed my butt because they thought I was someone else. That's like the thing that I remember. <laughs> well, if Larissa Olnick was there, she would take Man. care of that for you. Yeah, no kidding. Know, she should have brought uh... your little sister who had decked him. Yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Well, she was kind of young at that time, so yeah. that would have been kind of weird. Yeah. <laughs> that was the best Foley moment of the whole movie. When she punches him and it makes unreasonably this, loud. <laughs> it was an unreasonably loud squishy crunch noise. It was so satisfying. I just have oh. to say another like like movie related thing as opposed to a Seattle thing, which is that in the outtakes for the movie, they cut to like the prom scene, and it, you can just hear everyone like the noises of everyone pretending to dance, like they but weren't no even music, playing so music. Just stomp, right. They just like stomp, told stomp. this room full of extras to like dance yeah <laughs> which really explains why in so many scenes like people look like they're not dancing to the beat that's playing yeah no that's no, a no, no, great no. movie notice because you wouldn't want to have actual music playing because it would be bad for the recording of the dialogue and yes. you'd want to be able to yeah. edit it all together and so you Everybody can't dance silently yeah so it just, but, oh, being an extra so where you're told sounding. to dance to nothing would be such a weird day <laughs> which i think is how you get that like girl who's like dancing to her own she's like situation to an entirely different Planet. You keep saying like you're gonna da- say march to a different drummer, but then you never quite get there. Right? Like, oh yeah, groove no, she was to your marching. own DJ. Groove, groove to yeah. Own, yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know. know. Oof. Maybe she had but, guitar tutorials in her yeah. headphones. We just uh, couldn't see it. <laughs> however, I was the right age, and it was the right time where this movie was right about the time when I first learned that ska was a thing, and I liked it. <laughs> so you were living in a bunker, like. <laughs> yep, out in the burbs. No, I was so trends take longer to radiate from the big city sophisticates <laughs> to us country bumpkins out there in the suburbs. And uh yeah, out in uh, out in the greater Kirkland signature area. <laughs> did, Sarah, did you ever have a a prom with a live band? Um I'm actually going to ask my husband cuz we went to high school together although we didn't <gasps> go to prom together. Did our prom have a live band or was it a DJ? It was a DJ, right? Yeah, I was a DJ. Every, yeah. you know, every movie Pittsburgh, prom. Pittsburgh is high rolling, y'all. I've never seen any prom. No, it was out of control. Every and movie the, prom. With a saxophone. Yeah, oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. saxophone. That's actually Dance the secret trick. afford two saxophones. I mean, if it's an under... <laughs> If it's a you know uh, under the sea prom or something like that, or if it's a Scott prom, you gotta have a saxophone player because I mean, then you can play the horn. Every stuff. movie prom is live band. Every real well, life prom is cheap wedding DJ. No, 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 because she's all that had. Usher I was just gonna say Usher. <laughs> Usher DJed the she's yeah. all that prom, and they did a choreographed <laughs> dance that all the popular kids learned to that song that they played the the Fat Boy Slim song. Did that thing where she licked her finger and then rubbed her cleavage? Oh, I didn't know yeah. what that was about. Well, it's because they, they taste like beer. She just wanted to get some flavor. Yeah, yikes! All right, so oh, so Chris and Tanya, here's here's what I want to know. We made fun of the paddle boat on the lake. We made fun of the paint balloons, and then making out in hay bale. Mm. Build a better date. If you're a cool high school couple, what do you do oh, in man. Seattle for a cool <gasps> date? Whoa. Whoa. Well, I think that they uh, stayed on the they stayed on the north side of the cut for the most part. Besides school being in, in yeah, Tacoma. you go to you know so what and at that they didn't time go to Capitol Hill they in didn't the nineties. Oh my gosh, in the nineties, <gasps> it would have been Broadway, right? It would have been you go to Broadway, you go to Broadway on Capitol Hill, you get some 
It's like Shopper fucking records. delicious Thai both food. Both music. Yeah. She loves Thai food and records. You go get Thai food. You get and Thai food. You get records. You go like up and down the sidewalks of Capitol Hill where they have like dance moves, and you try to like recreate the dance moves. Yep. Like, they have yeah. them like, laid into the sidewalks. So you try to like learn how to do the like the fox trot based on some numbers on some feet. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so into this date. Thai food oh, and record yeah. shopping and dancing the fox yeah. trot. And to when the you get footsteps. tired from dancing and going to see shows and whatever, you could like stumble downhill to downtown and hang out on the waterfront or something. No. No, no, then you go to Vivace and you get coffee because coffee for high schoolers is like alcohol for everyone else. Well, they didn't have a Tuli's branch in on their quad. No, and that was bullshit. By that the was way. that was sponsorship. Yeah, yeah. At that time, Starbucks. One of their clicks was kids who drink too much coffee. Which like, uh, no, that's totally yeah, that, a click though. That, that actually was the one. I, yeah, here's click. a really? have white Rastas Here's a here's a baby cowboys. Tanya fact for you. When I went to high school, the one rebel thing that I participated in, because y'all, I did Latin, so like I was not a cool kid. But <laughs> I would skip every pep assembly and go with my friends to Espresso Express <laughs> and drink lattes and read The Stranger. This is what I remember about being like, and Stranger being the alt weekly yeah. um, in Seattle. This is what I remember about being a high schooler too. Is that like coffee was new enough for us and our peer group that it didn't even have to be good coffee. Just the fact that you were drinking coffee was like a signifier. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it meant stuff. I, I spent some like late evenings uh, at like drinking Denny's coffee because it had free refills. That was yeah. like a thing to hang out and do. Go to Denny's and Barry's for late night pie. Yeah. yeah. Before we could do anything. That was pretty good. That date sounds awesome, you guys. I want to go to Seattle and start dating again. I don't know if my wife's going to love that. But that is... <laughs> I, Alex, you and I have actually had a version of that date. Like, not romantically, but like, I basically yeah. hung out with you in Seattle and we did a very similar yeah, trajectory. We did, we did some cafes. We didn't hit record shopping. And also, I feel weird talking about this, even though you've already said that it wasn't romantic. <laughs> it wasn't a date. It wasn't like that. It was a friend date. Yeah, we did have a good friend date in Seattle. I I've had some good friend dates with you, some friend double dates, or some That's romantic double dates. I don't know. Uh, what? Mm. <laughs> no, like if we were, I mean, like my it, Megan. And I, anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, we did that. There's a Mexican <laughs> place on the water that I really liked, and I thought where you can see the pedal boats, but not actually yeah. ride them. Oh, I'll yeah, go it's, it's near the pedal boats, but not of the pedal boats. Exactly. <laughs> Man, I this is just this is a great city. I like it, you guys. Yeah, I'm and sure it really showed off day. Seattle. I think uh, implausible angles uh, aside, um, <laughs> it got a lot of what uh, Seattle had to offer at that point. Is everyone a Katie Lang fan? <laughs> in Seattle or everyone on the show right now? <laughs> in Seattle. <laughs> Just checking in with our audience uh, here. Wow, Seattle is a gay hub for America. It, you know, they're all That was the most strange 890s reference of that movie for me. When yeah. he's like, is she a Katie Lang fan? And I was like, yeah. wait, what? That was really, yeah, that actually like went by me a little bit at first. And then I was like, what? And then the fact that, remember her her sister's rebuttal is like, I found a picture in her drawer of a man. It was Jared <laughs> Leto. Jared Leto. Jared Leto. It was Jared Leto's Jordan Catalano from my so-called life. And I was like, just because you have a well, picture of someone. everything up. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I don't even know what to say about like basing someone's sexuality on like a picture they had in their drawer. <laughs> like, Jared just, Leto. Oh, Jared Leto, which really I like. Know. Oh, but you don't put like a, a picture that you respect platonically in your drawer, you right? Oh, don't you? <laughs> Who put <laughs> pictures in their drawers? Well, yeah. I mean, I was hoping you never see my drawers, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> Here's looking at you, Jerry Seinfeld. People, you're like, like a yeah. bunch of pictures of like Flannery O'Connor. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to be friends with this person someday. Yeah. I'll put it by my Flannery, underwear. Just Flannery O'Connor and Jenna Lyons in a pile. 
I'm going to have Alice and Janney. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, topped with Alice and Janney. Yep. Awesome. Let's go. Let's do the second half of our compliment sandwich. Let's do our underbread. That sounds weird. Um, Ooh, let's underbread. go. We're going to go in reverse order this time, though. So, Sarah, I need a minor compliment from you. And the last nice thing you'll say about 10 things I hate about you for a little while, at least. The last nice thing. She's meeting some bikers, big ones, full yeah. of sperm. <laughs> yeah. They do a good. Some of those lines are pretty good. In this, I like in this that movie. one of the daughters. There is a level of sass yes. that is delivered to the dad on a consistent level that I just yes. really enjoyed. Like, they were both like, you're ridiculous. And he's like, yes, but you're going to end up pregnant if you don't do what I say. Like, the, <laughs> whole, the whole ridiculousness of it created a level of sass that I totally appreciated. I and the level of sass as a teenager was awesome. Yeah, the level oh, of sass is so funny. Yes. I, I mean, I, like, I liked it now. I mean, I loved that like the younger daughter was so kowtowed to Goofy Dad. And she was like just straight up sarcastic and funny to him. I liked that a lot. Yep. That was, a, and especially like since he's the kind of guy who says up to my elbows and placenta, you you deserve to get back at him. You have every yep. right to say well, bikers full of sperm. Yeah, and I also I like the simplicity of like the parental anxiety that it really does like start and stop with teen pregnancy. Like that's the only thing he's ever concerned about. Yeah, he wasn't like no and, like, one should ever touch my daughter. It was just like I really don't want you to get pregnant. Yeah, hey, he's like, a single issue voter. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that and like maybe like a like a light side helping of STD concern, but like really. Yeah, just but it everyone. Was, yeah, it was more. It was practical and not moral, which I really enjoyed about that. Yeah, yeah, that was weirdly refreshing. Yeah, he seems like untroubled <laughs> when his little stretchy thing breaks his neighbor's window. He's just like, he's oh, not... sorry. <laughs> <laughs> like there are things that happen that are just almost uncommented on right, in yeah. this movie to a hilarious. Yeah, which like is that. pretty fun. Uh, continuing backwards, Tanya, minor compliment. Um, I have two, actually. Whoa. So my first minor compliment is that Julia Stiles' skin is just insane in this entire movie. <laughs> Super good. Like, you could really, like, you could have shot her in, like, triple HD and just, like, never, ever found a pore. Like, it was just never going to happen. <laughs> she has that kind of wide plane of her cheekbones. Yeah. I think, like, she just, like, this was a time in her life when the camera just picked her up really well. Yeah, and, like, Blush was just, like, kissed on by angels. Like, she just looks really great. Yeah. Um... <laughs> Um, and then my second minor compliment is that this this recording brought Sarah back into my life, and it makes me so happy. Yay! <laughs> you guys should go on this a friend date best. in Seattle sometime. <laughs> that I, the whole time you were talking about pictures of people you respect in your drawers, I wanted to say Sarah, but I didn't want to embarrass you. Oh, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> Everyone's fine. <laughs> Chris. What's your minor compliment? It can't just be for Sarah. Uh, for the record, I would say I, I would like to say that I respect the hell out of Sarah. Also, yeah. <laughs> uh, I, but I'll, I'll give a I'll give a compliment to the movie, uh, yeah. and that I I really love when a movie gets uh, a small detail right. Like for instance, I always think of Dana Stevens of Slate talking about the the windbreakers in the Twilight movies, how they're kind of perfect windbreakers for rich kids to have. Um, and in Whoa. this movie, Dana Stevens is amazing. Yeah, she's great. Um, she is but, great, but. Pretty deep. Okay. Never mind. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, she brings that up a lot as an example of modern costume design that doesn't get any respect because uh, yeah. best costume awards for the Oscars always go to period pieces when right. she thinks that actually the subtle choices make a lot of difference too. Well, um, really anyway. Point. Although Velvet Goldmine earned it. I'm just saying. Uh, yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so what I want to say about this movie is uh, I really like the cars in this movie. 
Um, oh. the, the cars do a good job of establishing and underlining the class structure at Padua High without hitting you over the head. Um, so like, or at least that much. Uh, so Joey, of course, drives like a bright red sports car and is a total dick. Um, but one of the things that allows him to do is it allows him to give girls rides home, like, you know, on the, on the fun sitting up unsafely in the back of the convertible. Um, Heath Ledger drives just like a beater kind of old, uh, like Bronco or something like that. Julia Stiles has her, uh, punk rock sort of like fastback type of car. Um, and, it's like, uh, it looks like it weighs 9,000 tons. Yeah. <laughs> and it's and like it, enough of a junker that she can like run it into a sports car and not care what happens. Yeah, the sports yeah. car crumples. Her car is fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. It's like a Nash. Yeah, which she's built of sturdier stuff, you know? But also, JGL drives uh, a Volvo, and he drives like an 80s Volvo, probably his parents' old cast off car. Yeah. And, um, you know, it has those like, it's not the. It's like the headrest that isn't a cushion. It's just the bars of rubber that yeah, Volvo yeah. did for a while. Yeah. And it's yep. just very iconic. And it, I don't know. It just screamed to me that, like, I liked that choice because that felt like, it, you know, for, like, the jerk with this convertible would be the guy your dad would hate if you brought home. But a guy who picks you up in a Volvo, you're like, that's pretty safe. Yeah, he's a safe choice. He's yeah. not He's not overly sexual. And also, he could survive a crash. Yeah. And then there's David Crumholtz <laughs> riding around on a moped with a milk crate on the front. Yeah. Oh, I know. Yeah, David Crumholtz. Michael, uh, Michael is a thankless role in this movie, but he does a super good job at it. He does. Um, he's where, pretty nice to uh, JGL, despite the first thing out of his mouth having been a diss of people who do AV stuff in high school. Yeah. He was true. like, all right, I guess we're friends forever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's the loyal Horatio to him or something. I don't know. It's uh, is it uh, is it Horatio? I thought Horatio was a different movie. Is Horatio every Shakespearean sidekick? <laughs> he's royal. He's the Pancho Sansa <laughs> of this movie. Where, in, in Disney's Shakespeare. <laughs> in Disney's Shakespeare. Everyone is Horatio. Yes, <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> well, so that's gonna that's gonna leave me for my minor compliment, and yeah, I close us out, buddy. I all quiet on the Western Front, the musical. What? Was that was that a musical? You didn't thing? see that. So in the detention hall, <laughs> oh god, you're right. There is a, a weird wartime <laughs> set and a sign that says "All Quiet on the Western Front" musical. Uh, oh, that's pretty great. It's actually, like tryouts, right? Because tryouts are, or wasn't it? It was an ad for auditions, I, which would make sense. It would, yeah, it would be. It's very. It's very rare for a musical to just have the name of the musical painted on the rocks on the set yeah. design, but. Uh, uh, I, I didn't notice that part, but I, I, that is a funny, that's one of those great prop guy gags that doesn't get, like, I wish there was like a little floating tag of the name of the person who came up with that idea that had a Twitter <laughs> handle so I could go to yeah. Twitter yeah, and just pop say, a video. dude, all quiet on the Western front musical, excellent choice at yeah. prop guy 1999 yes. or whatever. I also want to know if prop guy 1999 had anything to do with those open cans of chili, like with like yeah, the exactly. lids the still lids attached yeah, of course you don't. and just like <laughs> exactly. akimbo, like just, just like hobos, oh, presumably so just cooked over a campfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because that, they had, that they had lassoed. <laughs> yeah, they yeah. lassoed a fire over. <laughs> they wrangled themselves a trash can fire. Yeah, I you I was kind of bummed when you guys talked about the cowboys because that would have been my minor compliment, <laughs> and I was so excited. And then you guys you guys used it earlier. Those cowboys, they're just always up to just like stuff in uh, the background. Up to stuff. Just... <laughs> I also was going to compliment that I love big romantic gestures, but then we talked about that too. But I do love <sighs> I big loved... romantic gestures. And his... I, I still got the shivers when that happened. You got the shivers? Yes. Aww. 
Renting da, a marching da, band, man, da, that's a classy move. Da, 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 <laughs> that is, so, yeah, that's yeah, that was pretty part. great. In when, front of the whole school just, like that, I just Come love on. that brass sound. Well, when he was <laughs> he was getting ready to do the gesture, he went to this this kid and he offered he gave him money, like he called him that favor. And I was like, I haven't seen the movie, so I was really excited. I was like, what is this kid able to produce with that two hundred dollars? And yeah. that kid produced the whole marching band and the and the microphone that feeds back before it's on. And six yeah. notes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, so, man, I was in marching band in high school. You got to remember those six notes and the order of those six notes and <laughs> where to walk. Yeah. It's very, yeah. I wondered, yeah, I wondered how they just, like, knew that backing track or if they, like, learned it in class that day. Yeah, so the thing is that um, you learn a bunch of different songs for pep band. Yeah. That are like that. Oh. And then, so basically, he probably, Heath Ledger was given a menu Wait, of options. Wait, you learned stuff for pep band? Oh, that's because you played the you played the small instrument. I just had a music stand that attached to my <laughs> horn, so I could. Are you not allowed to say the word flute, Alex? I just didn't no, want yeah. to embarrass Chris. No, I played, <laughs> I'm not embarrassed at all. That's, that, I, I was a baller, man. You, but. Uh, I'm mean, balling out on that flute. <laughs> what? What? In pep band, that's a, a school choice, but you, you weren't able to have a marching music stand, so you, you didn't have well, to... Well, you can. It straps to your arm, and you use that for the bigger pieces, but uh, not really. Um, <laughs> not when you play the flute, the it doesn't. Uh, for at a football game or something like that, when good things happen, you just got to react really quick. So we had stuff that we had to have preloaded uh, and like, memorized yeah. for a little sting. So I was in a so. marching band and a pep band, but it was a very bad one. So when you said you have to know how to play this song and where to walk, we didn't really have to. <laughs> Wandered around and played notes. And that was fine. Like, like play a note. Keep playing it. I mean, Go where you want. Around. You have to hold the horn as if you do know the notes, but you don't actually yes. have to play the notes. You yeah. just have to have it look like because he's at a distance. You know, he can't tell who's exactly playing as long as you hold it up. <laughs> as long as enough people are playing. Yeah. And I would say, yeah, the the joy of being in chamber orchestra is that we all got to sit down and look at our music every time. It's a smart move. Yeah, yeah, I did get a PE credit for that. That's true. We did. Was... We got a half a PE credit, but yeah, because you because you didn't walk around as much. <laughs> I, and I got the other half of my PE credit from Smoking Club. Oh, the Smoking Team. <laughs> smoking did you team. meet on the track? Yeah. Or <laughs> <laughs> Varsity Smoking. <laughs> You guys, that's it for 10 Things I Hate About You. Thank you Woo! so much for listening to us talk about Yay! it. Next this is week, such a delight. Thank you, Meat Buddies, for picking this movie. Yeah, I love you all. Oh, thank also, you. It was way more fun reminiscing about high school stuff than I expected it to be. It was yeah. fun. That was not like a fun time, but now it feels fun. I we guess I'm the, old. We picked the fun mm. things, I guess, but that was fun. It was fun talking about Seattle. That was a... A lot of good memories you guys brought back. Thanks for doing that, Meat Buddies. Also, thanks oh. to all of our newest Meat Buddies, Sarah, Carissa, Paul, Valerie, and Adam. So great to have all of you on the team. It's good to have all of you in Meat Burg. Uh, Thoroughbreds, every one of you. Next week, Love Month continues with Fifty Shades of Grey. Yeah, perhaps threatens to climax with <laughs> Fifty Shades of Grey. <laughs> Threaten to climax. <laughs> Love uh, Month might come a little. Ugh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> So, you guys, uh, that noise times a thousand movie. next week. I wish instead uh, of that movie, could I just listen to the uh, that remix of the Beyonce song a thousand <laughs> times? Is that possible? Oh, that's a yeah, that's a sexy number. Uh, yeah, uh, uh, yeah, that's the yeah her slow version Wait, of Crazy sing, in Love. Is that you singing it? It was me was singing that you it. Singing Beyonce. Yeah. Uh, 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 <laughs> uh, 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 
I was uh, singing in what? my sultry NPR voice. This is your this is your pet band version of the Beyonce <laughs> remix. I don't know the notes. I'm just walking somewhere. <laughs> oh, I'm holding the horn. <laughs> what kind of horn? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not a great musician. <laughs> I whatever you got strapped to your arm is fine. <laughs> so I I mean that. That song and this joke may be the only good thing to come out of Fifty Shades of Grey, but that is happening oh. next week. So, you know, I, I was saying this in the Weekly Weep um, that I am so terrified of how bad oh this is going to be so that the podcaster in me is actually a little excited because mm. I, gonna no, there's this. No. It's going to be so bad that I know we're, we're going to have a lot to talk about. Oh. Yeah. I don't know, man. I I was so uncomfortable listening to the audiobook on headphones in private that watching this movie in public is going to be so uncomfortable. Yeah. But you know, the, the, the tampon scene isn't in the movie, so you're no, off the it's hook not. there. No, it's not. You're off the hook. Has, yeah. has that been confirmed, or are we just assuming? <laughs> yes, it's been confirmed. It's oh, been thank confirmed. God. Yeah. Everyone that I, have, I know who has seen it has come away with this cautious sort of well, <laughs> as bad as I expected, I kind of liked it, maybe, but mostly I figure they're just coming out of it in a fugue state, like, what just happened to me? Yeah, I don't know yeah. what to say. So Wait, it was marginally good? That's coming up next week. Enjoy our love month continuing. If you have any feedback for us, go to redistrict.com slash contact. You can also find us on Facebook or on Twitter. You guys know where it is. Uh, thanks for being here, as always, at Seawater Smith and at the Tanya Best. Yeah, man. Our Seattle you know experts. That was so Wild much fun. Out. And Sarah, <laughs> smartbitchestrashybooks.com. Thanks for talking to us. Oh, it is always such a pleasure. Thank you for having me What's back. What's going on on uh, Smart Bitches recently? What's new? Uh, we turned 10. You turned Whoa. 10. Congratulations. I know. We turned wow. 10. It was really that awesome. Makes you, that makes you like a like a grand laser ruler of the internet. I know. Like in, internet years, in internet years, you're like 30... Oh, that's like the Mesozoic era 10 yeah, years yeah. ago. Yeah, that's so long ago. <laughs> there was still GeoCities back then. <laughs> oh, GeoCities. Angel Fire. And yeah. Lycos. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we turned 10. We had a big it's party so today. We unveiled our new lady because we have the four ladies at the uh-huh. top of the site. There are yep. these ads for, from the 1950s for eyeglasses. But it's very difficult to find images of women of color, especially in the 50s, wearing eyeglasses. So we had one made out of a stock image, and I have all of the process of how the picture was altered and developed into becoming one of the 50s illustrations. I, I read that and whole thought, post. Oh. It's fascinating. Isn't it cool? Like, I thought that was so neat. And I, the, the new lady, we call her Our Lady of Color. She's <laughs> awesome. She, so oh, she's I, was, I was fascinated by it, like, from a Photoshop standpoint, that you were like, you gave her a different expression in her eyes and changed her lipstick shade. Uh, yep. Which is some impressive photoshopping, and it it, looks it was really intense, but it's it's beautiful, and to see the whole thing in process was really cool. So I was very excited it about super Our Lady cool. of Color. Uh, wow. Yeah. So all of that smart bitchestrashybooks dot com. You know, and romance novels and turgid members and bratwurst. That yeah. Too. Well, <laughs> I, I'm glad we could talk to you about this. It's always a pleasure, and uh, it's always good to get you out of Tanya's drawer and bring you. I, I need air you know, sometimes. Although her panties are black and very sexy. <laughs> <laughs> that means she would like to have sex at some point. It's a it's like fingerprints. Yeah. It's very specific, but no time frame. Yes. Like one of those. Wish. Yeah. <laughs> you're no longer in the drawer. You're a poster on the wall now. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so excited. Uh, hey, 
Hey, uh, Sarah, did we have? Did we make you do something with Fifty Shades? We interviewed no, I don't her think about what you makes interviewed good, me. Yeah, it was yeah. like a guest segment that wasn't. Yeah. You didn't have to read it though. Have you read I have. Shades? I, I have. You didn't read. have to read it for us. Yeah, it looks like we made half do all of them. So yeah. Oh, nice. half. So sorry. Yeah. <laughs> so Sarah, do you have any words of wisdom about Fifty Shades of Grey? Oh, man, just as we're sure. ramping up to it. Um. Yeah. Don't bite your lip. Don't say oh crap. <laughs> Try to avoid tampons. And then you're gonna be okay. I mean, for safety. Those three things are things I normally do in movies. So I'm glad you warned <laughs> yes. me. I mean, this 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 whole thing being a sort of an, a, an omnipresent, saturated piece of culture. Like my pediatrician was going on and on about this book, and she bought her husband a great tie, and it was just so incredible. And I'm like, I'm not oh, prepared to know this about oh, you. Yeah. I'm not prepared to know this about <laughs> you. Like, that you is alarming. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. But then no, it, it's amazing. I get a lot of books from publishers, so I bring her the contemporary erotica, and she's very happy. <laughs> yeah, that's an cool. interesting uh, working relationship. Yeah, yeah. But I'm sure there are better books that don't get nearly as much uh, fanfare. As, as of this one. course. So yes. yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's been such a pleasure. We'll talk to you again soon. Everybody, enjoy enjoy Love Month. Yes. Yay, Love Month. Yay, love. Yeah, spread the love. Wait, did you just make a kissing noise? Yep. Go to readdeadweep.com slash meatbuddies to join the team and save Meatburg from the evil Viscount Veggie. I'm so sorry, Chris, but I wanted I want big announcer. Go to readdeadweep.com slash oh. meatbuddies. <laughs> I right. want a big announcer. I guess it's going to be big we'll announcer you, next we'll time. We'll see, but you'll only need the edge. <laughs> Just be me vomiting on a mic if you need. <laughs> Just let me know. <laughs>